Hello, party people. Welcome back. Welcome back. Dude, thanks for your concern. You're here with Berenice. And I'm Ella. Super excited to have you guys back this week. We have a very fun episode ahead. We are talking to Brenda Barrales. She is a bruja, and she's going to tell us a little bit about that. But before we start the show, Ella, how are you doing? I am doing swell. Cardi got a new sweater, and it's so cute on her. I'm, You know, it's the little things, you know? Yeah, it is. She looks adorable. <laughs> we'll, throw pic- yeah, we'll throw a picture up. <laughs> How about you? How are you doing? I'm good. I hung out with my parents yesterday. We talked about the things that were on the ballot. Obviously, like, I can't vote yet. But, like, you know, like, I still like to get informed, as mm-hmm. everyone else fucking should. Um, and we had a great conversation. They We also talked about me growing up, and they... They're finally, they caught up, okay? They they caught up to all my sneaky lies. And I realized... <laughs> they're putting them together? They're putting them together. Um, <laughs> good for them, bad for me, but I feel like it's been long enough that we can all just laugh about it. Ha 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 ha. All right. You guys ready? Yeah, let's, let's go it. start the show. So this week, we are talking to, again, Brenda Barrales. She is here remotely with us, and she's going to be talking about what it means to be a glitter bruja. That's her at on Instagram. Brenda, do you just want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Absolutely. Hi, my name is Brenda, and I'm also very excited to be here. Um, I am a practicing bruja and enjoy practicing magic and also it's my full-time job for people who don't know what a bruja is can you explain it yeah absolutely so i'm initially like what bruja means it just translates into witch in spanish um it's just very important to me um i also refer to myself as a witch but for the most part i do like to prefer to use the word bruja so that my culture is associated with it and it's definitely a personal journey to everybody some people might call themselves a brujo a brujex um to not be gendered or to be gendered a different way um and it's just a way for me to sort of tie my culture and magic into one another and magic is a whole lot of things in itself um it's it's energy um it also relates to me being an intuitive um it relates to intention things of that nature so that's super interesting i was wondering how did you get into it yeah so I remember like when I was younger, my dad was who raised me and he, we would be sick and he would um, rub an egg on us whenever we were sick and with like cologne on it. And I was just so confused as like a kid and like it made no sense to me. And like, as I got older, I would just like realize that he did all of these things and I got a little bit like more curious on it and um, just started doing research and also just like asking people. I've always been into crystals. I've always thought, you know, you would go into those little stores as like a kid and get those little tumbled rocks, like uh-huh. being so drawn to those little bags of tumbled rocks and later learning that all those are crystals that have different properties associated with them. So I've always dabbled in stuff um, from when I was younger and I've always like seen things or felt things. And then I started learning what being an empath was and why I would feel so many feelings or feel other people's feelings. And then, and from there, it's sort of the last couple of years, I've done a lot more research and 
have connected with more people and have realized what I'm truly capable of as well. I feel like something I'm, this is like something that I'm getting interested in and I feel a little lost. Like how did you start getting researching? How would you suggest other people start getting into it? I guess like where I started was like going to little, just like crystal shops or or shops that sold they a lot of the times they sell like pipes and crystals Uh um, little metaphysical stores like that and just being curious and finding little things there whether it was was a crystal or a piece of jewelry and then sort of researching from there then tried to connect with some of the spiritual community Um, but the thing is is like I think a lot of the times people feel like you have to do things a certain way and that's what Uh I had a problem with is people being like you should follow these rules and you got to do things this way and that's totally not what the craft is about it's totally about figuring out how to do things your own way and then researching Mm -hmm. uh so just doing research on my own and Uh then also just the last couple of years uh my my now my now wife is we've been on a journey of sobriety together so Uh for us being sober really tied into learning about magic together and diving into our powers and I just remember reading an article that was just so powerful about how people who are like intuitive or like feel things Uh or whatever how it's a little bit harder to tap into those things if you are constantly drinking or using drugs or anything of that nature it's altering who you really are and the things that you can tap into so um would you say that witchcraft is a way to be spiritual absolutely uh i've always been a spiritual person and i think now more than ever people understand that spirituality is not being religious you used to say that Mm -hmm. two two to five years ago and people would be like oh so you're like super into church or whatever like that's not what spirituality is Mm -hmm. and it's nice that people understand that now spirituality is definitely just being in tune and diving a little bit deeper within yourself i kind of connect with that i was raised super christian and i've come a long way from that into what spirituality means for me and i really feel like for me it's a connection with other living beings i if you come into my house you would notice that i have a bunch of health house plants (laughs) because plants just make me feel a little bit more grounded so you mentioned that this is something between you and your wife and you co-own a business is that something that you guys were already into or did you introduce that to them So Desiree was always sort of into the same, we've always been into the same things. And as we started dating and uh, learning things about each other, we just realized how we both really liked things like meditation or she's super into Mm -hmm. yoga. I'm not much of a yoga person myself, Mm -hmm. but in a lot of ways, yoga, you know, does correlate to spirituality. We both like different, we, we talked about different things that we would like, and then sort of dive into it a little bit deeper. So I definitely was a lot more open. I quote unquote, like came out as like a witch before she did. Mm, She actually didn't come out as a witch until recently, which is just like funny in itself that like we're two women and like we've Mm -hmm. already gone on this journey of like coming out as, you know, (laughs) lesbians and then have to re-come out again as like witches is a whole thing in itself. But it's been nice to do it together and to sort Mm -hmm. of also like allow other people to not be so nervous into saying words like witch or saying words like bruja and saying words like we practice witchcraft like Mm -hmm. telling people that we were doing a witchcraft service at our wedding totally like made people feel so (laughs) and all it was was us like making um 
intention jars. Like they were witch jars just full of different ingredients to represent things. And people just were mind blown that that's what witchcraft is, just how simple it can be. I love the intention bar. I think that there's is a negative connotation with witchcraft because of past narratives in the media. What do you think witchcraft is in 2020? I think right now the most important thing is that people are understanding that intention and manifestation are coexisting together is that's how you make make manifestations happen is by putting intention and really focusing your energy onto the things that you want and speaking things into existence and witchcraft in itself doesn't have to be as complicated as people think you don't need all these crystals and herbs and whatever these are all just tools that help you it's more so just concentrating your energy on the things that you want to happen and presenting the energy of how you would feel if it's as if though it already existed in your life. That's so funny because Berenice and I always don't want to speak things into into existence and like (laughs) have them manifest. And like, we always am like, okay, no, I shouldn't say that. Cause then it turns into something. (laughs) Always. So um, something I wanted to talk to you about actually was that I usually like will have really vivid dreams and there be like people that maybe I haven't talked to a lot very randomly. And then I wake up or during that day or sometimes I like I'll have a message from them. And like I know I've been researching some things like our energy and how people can like give and receive it. So I just wanted to know if you have like any insights to that. Absolutely. Well, first of all, it's super awesome. I think that in my opinion, everyone has abilities. Everyone is capable of tapping into their powers. It's more so of like a muscle that you have to just exercise in order to make it grow and to make it stronger. So to me, when you're dreaming of people texting you and stuff, it's almost like you're like predicting the future a little bit. It's almost like your energy is already feeling this, which is super cool. And it's also just like an indication of like, go research that a little bit deeper, like see what that's associated with. Um, maybe if people are texting you like certain things or see if there's like a pattern in it. I always like whenever weird things like that start to happen, I start to write it down just so I can sort of connect things a little bit better. Cause it's like a lot of times you think it's like not a big deal. Like I'm sure the first time it happened, you're like, Oh, that's a coincidence. You know, that's kind of funny that they texted me. But now that you or understanding that it's like it's happening more than like once or twice or a couple of times, you'll start to notice other things maybe happening too. And you should start tapping into that. So I definitely think it's a cue of like your ability, but also you being comfortable in yourself and the energy that you hold within yourself as well. We talked in a past episode about like mental health and my therapist actually suggested to me that maybe I should take medication to stop my dreaming because I have like some kind of traumatic dreams and really vivid dreams. And I've always kind of thought that it was like a superpower and an ability and I didn't want to like hinder it. Uh, And it's just something interesting that I kind of want to like analyze and look more into instead of stop. So you feel like you have more of like, like bad dreams? Than good dreams yeah so i mean it's like 50 50 but sometimes like it's just a manifestation of my feelings and when things aren't going well that's usually when i have night terrors i just feel like it's like a reflection of what's going on in my brain and i feel like i'm subconsciously thinking about things that i have anxiety in the present about things that might happen in the future it's funny that you kind of it's like almost like opposite things that you guys have in terms of dreams it's funny yeah. how dreams are just so personal just because like I don't dream a lot like if I want to do like dream work I have to 
either like make like a certain tea like mugwort enhances like your ability to to dream deeply like we make like different smoking blends like we make like a dream blend that's just all natural herbs to help people like sleep better and the stuff that's inside of them like you have a lot more vivid dreams. So like if I don't do something to enhance that, like I don't dream. And if I do, it, it's more of like a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And like, it's a lot of times, like if people are having a lot of nightmares and stuff, it's it's like your trauma releasing too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's super interesting to like analyze that stuff. Yeah. But that's cool. That you can remember what you dream too. That's also a big deal because not everybody can remember all the time. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's actually something that started in high school. And like I started in high school recording them because I really can't remember them, right? Uh, if I don't write them down or I'll tell like the first person I see and so they get like the whole saga so you talked about your herbal roles and there's something we definitely want to plug and something that I looked into and thought was super interested in and I just was curious did you research the herbs that go into it and their properties or how did you design those yeah absolutely um a big thing for research with me is like one of the most important things I learned is to like not just research in one place Mm -hmm. because there's so many takes on things so like when we research herbs we always like so first of all we have books where we don't Mm -hmm. just go to the internet right away yeah books that are like made from people from like people who focus on like herbs and maybe like their properties if you digest them or if you take them or mm-hmm. stuff like that and then we also have different books that are a little bit more about like the magical properties mm-hmm. so we try to yeah. like cross-reference different things in order to really gain different perspectives on every single item also always make sure that we get things that are like a hundred percent natural because a lot of times people don't realize like for example people are showing a lot like of like smoking rose petals like mm-hmm. you can't just go to the grocery store and grab <laughs> yeah. a rose petal from there like that yeah. is so dangerous to do that you definitely can smoke rose petals we have that in our blend yeah. in one of our blends but it has to be natural, chemical free, dye free, things like that. And yeah. we have uh, different blends that we have made. We have three of them right now. You can do mm-hmm. them with CBD, without CBD. And they're definitely great for just like single use for itself. We also sell it loose for people who mm-hmm. can smoke cannabis for them to be able to mix it together and have different uh, ways of smoking that. You can also um mix and match them too we do like mix Mm -hmm. and matching and packs of them as well and they're also great for people who are trying to quit smoking um Mm -hmm. it's a lot less harsher than smoking nicotine and it also like doesn't stink as much too yeah do you have a favorite one I would say our peace blend just because it's like the most um, like lighter on this Mm -hmm. in terms of like fragrance wise, like the dream blend has lavender and the love blend has rose, Mm -hmm. which I do love those too. It's just the peace blend is nice if you just want like a super light smoke. So like if we took like the dream one, would we tweak out or like would our dreams be too intense? (laughs) You wouldn't tweak out. No, I would just say you probably would just have a very vivid dream you also like don't have to smoke it all at once you can just do like a couple hits because not everybody's like a big smoker and so you can just smoke and and you also can um use the use the blends that we make as teas as well if some people just don't like to smoke at all i wanted to ask you about your art i noticed that you incorporate a lot of culture with your magic uh, within your art so can you tell us a little bit about like how your culture and magic all intersect yeah absolutely so we focus a lot on again, intention 
and creating mm-hmm. things with purpose. But we also like to focus on using things that already are existing. I don't know if that's just like part of like the way I was raised, if that ties into culture as well, just like not being wasteful, being appreciative for the things that you have already. Just something as simple as like already using existing canvases. Like we try really hard to just like go to the thrift store and grab stuff that's sitting there that's already been used and just repainting it. Or a lot of times... We either will find um, animals. We moved to the UP now, so we live like in the middle of nowhere, Uh like tons of like forests and stuff. So, or we get things that are um, ethically sourced, other animal bones, and honoring the animal that we're using in our pieces, or really thinking about like the symbolism of what those animals mean when we're making the piece and trying to connect that with each other as well. As far as like culture stuff, too, I think it's a lot of the times we. We're super into skulls, like we love skulls, mm-hmm. and that's very the Los Muertos sort of things. Yeah. Um, any sort of skulls, we love using them, whether it's animal skulls or just painting skulls as well. That's something we're always drawn to. Um, my, I'm 100% Mexican, and my wife, we just found out actually a couple months ago, she's like 14% Mexican. So to her, it's like a new exciting thing to try and connect with the culture. <laughs> what part of Mexico are you from? I'm, my parents were born in Mexico. I was born in LA, actually. My dad was from Puebla and he's who raised me. So I don't really know anything other than that. But he tries very hard to always remind us of where we're from and, you know, how hard he's worked to be here and stuff. And so I, it's also important for us to even sim- even like simple things, like if we make something, like we might title the piece in Spanish. I like Spanish is my first language, but I lost a lot of it learning to speak English. Yeah, um, yeah. And I hate it so much. And it's something that I'm really trying to work on, like perfecting again, because it is super important. And so I definitely just try to, something as simple as just like naming a piece in Spanish or trying to make some sort of like posts that involve some sort of Spanish stuff too. That's super important to us is always trying to incorporate that. I mean, our business name is in Spanish, so it shows importance there for sure. Can you tell people like the name of your company and what it means to you? Sure. So our company's name, our business is called Tres Ojos, which means three eyes in English. And that to us means that we were all born with three eyes, two to look and one to see. And that correlates into the third eye and into really, again, showing that everyone is sort of capable of tapping into their magic. And the third eye is the sixth chakra, which is like located in between your forehead right here and it is in connection to like being into into your being intuitive into your inner wisdom into your higher self and that's definitely just like a big thing that we try to aim towards is hoping that the products that we make whether it's something like an oil or a candle to a piece to to make you feel to bring that energy to you and to also show that everyone's just so much more capable of what they think that they are do you follow zodiacs is that something you take as like part of your magic yeah that's a great question so i love learning things and i love teaching people what i know but i also am super big to admitting when i don't know things and then Uh like trying to learn it together with people who are who want to um know more stuff about that so i know like super basic stuff in terms of like zodiacs and astrology uh desiree and i are both capricorns it explains a lot of like why we're so (laughs) alike but also different um 
But we actually just signed up to take an astrology class because we would like to offer like reading birth charts and stuff like that. So I'm super excited to and say that like in the next month, we'll know how to do that. It's so interesting that you talk about birth charts. So basically within like two or three weeks of me dating my current boyfriend, I was like, hey, so uh, what time were you born? And he was a little freaked out because he was like, what the fuck? Bitch? <laughs> and he ended up telling me because he doesn't believe in Zodiacs. And I came back to him. and I was like, guess what, motherfucker? We're meant to be like birth charts lead up really well. And I still don't think he believes in it. But now I still reference. <laughs> And said, I'm like, no, no, no. It, this was all in the birth chart. <laughs> That's super um, awesome. I love that. I usually start looking at birth charts like at night when the insomnia hits. Like, that's the first thing and go to the depths of the internet. But um, outside of the internet, what are some places people do you suggest people can look to get their info other than online? I definitely recommend going to just like a local bookshop. We're super big into promoting buying local Um, support, supporting small businesses is obviously where it's at and just seeing if they have anything there. Um, We would like to be a resource for expanding our website to try and be a little bit, have a little bit more of an educational section within it. We also are trying to, post a lot more videos in terms of just how to do simple stuff i would like to uh, we want to come out with like worksheets as far as like teaching Uh people how to like read tarot or read runes stuff like that so definitely check us out and then we want to make sure that we also like just link different places that we get our information from books are definitely where it's at it's not it's super important to just have something like physical that you can mm-hmm. go and reference yeah. yeah and it's also a great way to take notes and stuff too like even if you get the if you're a person that likes to like download the book on your tablet yeah. or ipod or whatever it's just having that for you to constantly look at it because you can read an article and like skim it through and get whatever but like mm-hmm. having something you can go back to and this like reno is also super important we so quickly just revert to the internet because i feel like everyone's attached to their cell phones and they don't forget that there's bookstores with books that aren't just about narratives yeah. that they're research and stuff so you mentioned day of the dead and i wanted to get your outlook on the afterlife and if you celebrated day of the dead as part of your culture super random but i think coco was like a beautiful <laughs> movie that made me so happy and I literally went to the theater to see it and bawled my eyes out mm. because it made me so happy to see our culture represented on a screen mm-hmm. and like even for it to just be a cartoon for kids to understand it for kids to like still you know watch it and try and have understanding of it I think is super super awesome um i know that people feel differently but to me i think that anyone can celebrate it i don't think that you have to be of mexican or hispanic culture in order to celebrate it as long as you know where it's coming from like its roots um, you know the culture is important and for you to recognize that that's where it stems from i think that it's an incredibly beautiful concept to celebrate mm-hmm. the dead and yeah. don't get me wrong obviously it's sad to lose people you know especially people that you want here with you whether they're young or old it's always super sad but to have this three-day celebration of honoring these people and everything that they've taught you and how you know your family has grown to be who it is because of the people that's that have died is absolutely incredible and to just like celebrate 
colors and all these pastries and all things like that, I think is super awesome. I, to me, like even just like making an altar and Mm -hmm. just taking a moment to just say to your ancestors, like, thank you for existing and thank you for making me into who I am today. I think is super important and just like such a simple thing that you can do to just show gratitude from where you've come from. For me, I feel like a lot of the time, um, obviously having people who pass away can, there can be a lot of like sad feelings, um, mesh with the memories, because the people are gone but like the day of the dead for me like helps me heal i don't think you have to be mexican to celebrate the day of the dead um for for me being able to just like put the time in and think about the people that have passed away and think about the things that brought them joy and there's a lot of people that maybe like i didn't get to see um before going like being able to go back to mexico so this has definitely helped charge my healing i i think anyone can celebrate it but i do feel like people need to educate themselves if they're going to and if they're inspired in the in the way that people like remember and celebrate um their the people that they cared about then for me like that's cool they can put their own spin on it yeah that's a really great way to word that like I don't have a problem with people like even dressing up as like day of the dead sort of candy skulls and stuff like that. I just like, just take a moment just be like, yo, Mexican culture is super cool. Like, and just know where it came from. And that's, don't and that's be a racist. Like, just be, yeah. Just be, appreci- be appreciative. And like, yeah. <laughs> Do you have any advice for the people who are struggling and like within the pandemic and their mental health? Is there a way that magic can help them heal? Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, another big thing we talk about is mental health. Uh, Desert and I both believe greatly in uh, getting medicine if you need it and going to see a doctor and going to therapy and getting counseling. Like we're not just because we, you know, use essential oils or something, essential oils are, are not going to cure your life. Burning a candle isn't going to cure your life. <laughs> it's, it's important for me to point out that like magic is often referred to like as magic work because it is work <laughs> and it's definitely important to just like align your morals goals and values with your intentions and then make a plan and work towards it we definitely feel like we've healed a lot i mean getting sober together mm-hmm. and quitting booze and drugs and like we before we even met each other, we're absolute chaos before we met. And yeah. even when we met, we were a little bit toned down. And just to have that final, you know, to sort of dig into magic together and realize that witchcraft in our business can really mold us into completely different people is just so easy to let the rest of that go and to leave yeah. the party lifestyle behind and to really just recognize that the choices that you make are directly going to impact your mental health. The people that you hang out with are directly going to impact your mental health. And we are very open about suffering with depression and anxiety and different other things. We both have bipolar disorder and how important it is to be vocal about it, to tell everybody else, hey, you're not alone out there. But also that, like like you said, magic can be healing. Taking time, something as simple as today, having anxiety and just like, you know, just feeling a little off today or whatever. And just for Desiree to just go like, Hey, do you want me to just cleanse you super quickly? Having just that moment of just like going outside and just like 
having her cleanse me for a second so I would re- relax was just amazing to take a couple minutes to myself yeah. and just mm-hmm. breathe for a second. And it's super, the mental health and magic are just the most beautiful combination together, especially when you dive into researching shadow work and mm-hmm. learning about those dark parts of yourself or the things that you need to work on and connecting why you might be the way that you are or connecting why you react to certain things a certain way things like that we are so happy that you came on the podcast today i feel like you gave us so much information that i can now go and research and i feel like this might be something that some of our listeners had no idea about but now might be super interested in so thank you so much for giving us your experience and knowledge today absolutely thank you very much for having me on Yes, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, for sharing your experiences and time. Um, We are very, very, very happy to have you. Plugs of the week. Plugs of the week. Plugs of the week. All right. My plug of the week is going to be an artist and her Instagram handle is fairy baby but like <laughs> f-a-e-i-r-e-b-a-e-b-i-e like bay um her art's super cool she basically draws naked ladies but in a really cool pop art style she is also very accessible as in price point uh you can get her prints on her website for super affordable and they're really dope so Great. Um, mine, it goes for Undocumented Americans. It's a book written by Carla Cornejo Villa Vicencio. I tried. Um, she's Ecuadorian. She is a dreamer. Um, she went to Harvard and she focuses on the book focuses on the stories of undocumented immigrants, not dreamers per se, but undocumented workers. Um, she a couple of the chapters that like really resonate with me. I'm currently reading the book is her Staten Island and um, 9-11 chapter where she talks about all the first responders like after they called the first responders, the people that like came and volunteered were a lot of undocumented workers and kind of like the aftermath of that and all of their stories and their lives. So um, I've really enjoyed the book and I feel like it's a perspective that you don't often get to see. She has very like in your face sort of vibes and humor. So I most certainly recommend. Awesome. So those are our plugs of the week. All right, everyone, that is the episode. We had so much fun and we just want to, again, thank Brenda so much for being on the podcast and plug her again. It's at the Glitter Bruja. Link is going to be in the description and also on our Instagram page. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Our Instagram is at thanks number four, your concern. Our personal Instagrams are at Ella L. Tudor and at Bernice Diaz. Um, Show us some love. Go rate, subscribe, and come back next week for another episode of Halloween episode. Also, yeah, you have like one more week to submit your stories. Spooky stories. Bye. Bye.